All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Old Moon Podcast, episode 22. Uh, I believe we are on. This is crazy. We are getting so close to half a year now. Oh, my God. This is nuts. Four more weeks. Four more, yeah, four more mm. weeks. That's right. All right. We have a lot mm. to talk about today. So um, I am your host, Blue Squadron, joined, of course, by, let's start with Jay. Hi, I'm your co-host, Jay Kuhn. I'm an Awakening Whistle Man with 760 Gears. We're doing a lot of endgame PD content, such as Olin's The Dungeons, and soon, Ulakita. Hopefully that comes out soon. And welcome to the Old One Podcast, episode 20 Duh. Did you say like twenty? Duh? Did you just break oh, yeah. at the end of the Duh sentence? Is, it's French. It's French. It's le français. Okay. All right. That's okay. honestly. All right, you next. tell Jay Not that yet. we don't have enough European mm-hmm. viewers, and that's what he throws me. Tiltus. Uh, <laughs> Hello, I am Tiltus TV. I am the uh, flex lead for the Alliance Solace. I do a lot of PvP. I enjoy Dark Souls. I have recently been consumed by Baldur's Gate, as you know what happens when good games come out. <coughs> hint, wink, wink, blue. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> Everybody in blue's chat, fucking give him a hint. I don't uh, have enough time, dude. <laughs> what i just tell you i'm working like 80 hours a week we did we didn't talk about this beforehand or anything um I yeah i'm excited for episode 22 of the old moon podcast um it's gonna be a fun one i think uh yeah no it's gonna i, I have expected you after jay i have to expected you to go but it's not just coming out this I took a Latin in high school, okay? I can't speak any language, all right? My language is dead. I couldn't have it. Um, So I I actually, uh, we wanted to lead off with Ulakita first year. Like, I don't think that we're going to get it this week. I know that there's a lot of hype around it. I know that KR already has it, technically, and it's already gotten Mm -hmm. some changes. Uh, And Jay, you're a master of it because you actually read about Um, the lore for this region. So I'm going to go ahead and let you. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and let you. It's way more than the rest of us, bro. He posted this novel (laughs) in Shadows. Like, Jay hit R so fast through that I couldn't help you. So, so, so Jay, why don't you update us on what's going on with Ulakita, this brand new region in BDF? Well, it's going to feature two new grind zones, endgame grind zones, and it's going to continue the story of Prince Barid. And you might remember him from the Medea storyline from part one. He was the last surviving member of the royal family of Medea. And we uh, saved his sort of like, I don't know. uh, We saved them basically because we beat the, you know, the Black Spirit kind of went like haywire and stuff. Right. And then we Uh had to fight him at the end. Um, and now we're continuing that story. Maybe, I don't know where that story will lead. I didn't really read into what that story will be, but that's the continuation of it. Wait, we fought and the Black Spirit? We fought the Black Spirit in the Medea storyline, yeah. There's you no way you big don't monster. remember that. You don't remember that? <laughs> of course really? I do. <laughs> you know? Of course you do. Of yeah. course I, I do, do but that. For the listeners, <laughs> but for the listeners that don't remember... <laughs> um, <Yep>. You should <laughs> explain it so that they know, and then we'll all remember... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did. Why did why did and, we fight him? Um, I he, he, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I can't remember. <laughs> Say, I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah, it was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there okay, it is. So there it is. So like you were paying up attention up, up until Madaya, the Black Spirit is uh-huh. kind of using you to regain his former strength. Mm-hmm. During the Madaya quest line, he hits his peak of like, now I'm super powerful. You beat the shit out of him, and then he does a 180, and he's like, hey, I'm actually not bad. I'm actually your friend. Um, (laughs) And so that's when he's like buddy-buddy with you again afterwards. But up until that point, he's kind of like 
just straight up using you because you don't have any mm. memories. And he's like, yeah, we're buddies, but like, I give me all the power. I knew that little shit was up to no good. Yeah, he is. The whole first <laughs> part of the story like he's up, up to no good. is, yeah. That's a, no, no, that's kind of weird because like in the land of the morning light, you kind of feel like a partnership. But then in like yeah. the other storylines, I'm like, I don't, I still don't know what this guy's here for. Yeah. So up till Madaya, he's kind of like just using you. And then after you put him in his place in Madaya, he's kind of like, oh, right. We're supposed to be like partners, not like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not just using you. And then that's why like during Valencia, he's a lot nicer and comma and all that other stuff. He's a lot nicer and more of a partner. Okay. So then we're back on friend terms, but see, the, but where does this, where does the Ulakita quest line fit in? If Jay, if, if you literally just said that, um, it picks up after the Medaya quest line. So is like this between the other quest lines or what is this? Um, it's, it's going to continue after, um, we settle things in Medea with Prince Marit. Again, I didn't read, um, into what the quest line will be in, in Korea because I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> Prince Marit, he's, I just yeah, said yeah, he's that... the last, last remaining survivor of the royal family. And but, I um... didn't even get to the end of that sentence before I stopped paying attention. So I'm glad you said it again. Um, and then uh, actually, um, I wanted to mention like two months ago, um, PA shared this uh, interesting teaser. I posted for you guys in um, the Discord here, but I'll put it up on screen here Bro, as I well. I posted but this I had in this, the Discord so long Like two ago. months ago. Yep. Yeah, we're coming full circle. So this is actually tied to Ulakita. Um, somebody, I don't know how somebody translated this. I don't know what it would be with how somebody uh, made sense of this but apparently it's talking about bereeds and so it's it's going to be like a hint towards some sort of new person called omnibus or something like that and he might be related to a new class that might be coming out a new male class um um called oh, God. Uh, maybe, maybe the necromancer no, maybe i the knew he's gonna That's, say it he's gonna go, send my whole chat it so it, 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 it's coming full circle back to that conversation and so we might find something more about this when we do the new questline and also ulakita is also not uh the end of it right there's there's two more grind zones more to the story and so we'll find out about that um in the future um, i think it's this is also a very fast turnaround right it's been um, how long like three four months until since a line of morning light came out right and now we have a brand new region and i kind of was equating sort of this to a star's end um in in a sense that it's not like a full-on traditional big content region release like land of morning light was right it, this is more so like in um the area of star's end where it, it just revealed a, a, a new region a new expansion an extension mm. um of medea and so and I wanted to ask you guys, do you prefer these sort of smaller content region releases like Star's End, like Ulakita, uh, that so they come faster? Or do you prefer to for the developers to take their time and 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 uh, get more get bigger content, but at a slower pace? Uh, Tilt, I'll let you feel that first because yeah. I'm going I'm going um, in one direction like a freight train. One with direction. That. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I like this year. I really, really like this year. Um, mostly because we had the Land of the Morning Light hype, right? So they did a big content drop right before they did Festa. The Festa hit. It was a it was a banger Festa. They got it continued the hype, right? We got a bunch of influx of players. 
kind of rode the wave. It was like a big wave crashing almost. And then they just kept extending it just a little bit and a little bit. And then I feel like this particular expansion, I like that it's small because it, uh, I feel like it allows them to put a lot of focus on the big expansion drop. And then after that, they're like, okay, now how can we do a little expansion that adds some flavor to the world, adds some new um, interesting areas, adds a little bit new story to kind of flesh out some of these older areas um, and really like makes the year feel like, okay, we've had a lot of content this year already. Um, so if they can replicate this for next year, I think this is this year is going to be a perfect formula of like, what content drops should look like in BDO and what the year should look like. Maybe give us a little bit of something around the new year. And then out, outside of that, I think we're like golden for content in BDO. Mm -hmm. So I really like this, this idea that they have one big drop, one small drop to kind of coast you in and then some hype in between. Um, okay. Well, hold on. First things first, this picture, is this in any actual particular language or is this literally just a bunch of glyphs on a wall? <laughs> yeah again i don't know how they translate it but here's the translation i um i'll, I'll repost it here somebody translated that someone yeah. was able to translate it dude i tell you dude rock the, the look players, deep rock look deep yeah the okay, players on reddit are some savages when it comes to this kind of stuff because i like when i found this post like two months ago and dropped it in here i was like how 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 do you even like find this information <laughs> I, I even commented underneath it and was like how did what? you figure this out bro like all right it's so, insane yeah let me read the let me read the translation for the for our listeners on spotify and things that can't actually hear it um it says it was Bereeds is who escaped from being killed by the madaya royal family however no madayan is grateful that he youngest prince of madaya is alive okay what does that mean <laughs> okay what does um, that do that doesn't do me any good um the only thing i saw was alive so honestly why don't we just go ahead and put out the um the thumbnail now uh necromancer is confirmed <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm starting to make it now just give me a minute um <laughs> that stretch it was amazing yeah we're just going with the yeah we're running with the keyword <laughs> absolute w <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, as far as like the content drops this year, obviously I've been really happy about it. Um, I don't like small expansions like this. I'm not a fan uh, as a general rule. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I feel like it kind of should be worked in with like the bigger expansion. Um, although, I mean, I, I actually, I don't mind it so long as it doesn't mm -hmm. actually delay the main expansion. Um, <laughs> like the, yeah. the main thing that they're working on, which to be honest with you, I don't even know. Like, at this point, I'm so lost. Like, what do you guys know? Like, what project they're actually working on right now? I, don't. Um, I think right now, um, they mentioned in the next few months, it's going to be full on like Ulakita and mentioning that um, we're going to be, it's it's going to happen. Um, it's going to deal something with Elezra in the storyline as well as no. and lead into the Ator shoes. Yeah. It's Not something. Elezra. <laughs> Again? Elezra. That's, that's no way. <laughs> yeah. that, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, she Fucking. does seem to be very tied to the black spirits and, you know, Medea is very, you know, black spirit uh involved and so didn't lesra um, originally like show up in the story she came from Madaya, right but, okay yeah that's what i was gonna say didn't i'm pretty sure she's from Madaya. yeah Madaya. she had like multiple lives or something i think something about tariff she was traveling or something like that 
Um, that's okay, so I remember from the trailers and stuff. Chat's not wrong. Uh, they're they're still uh the three hundred versus three hundred, um, or the roses that they technically True, are working yeah. on. But again, this is oh, all well. really end game player stuff, right? Like I don't even think I'm gonna mm. go anywhere near Ulakita. Uh, when it comes out, don't you want the a... telescope? <laughs> oh, we have four years. Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not chomping at the bit to really get started on another one of Laffy's fuck ups. Okay. <laughs> um, like I, I just think because it's like a red area, um, and I'm in a PvP guild, I, I really do think that it's mm-hmm. just gonna be me getting bent over. It's really big as though. an awakening witch, like over and over and over. It is really over. big, and I it is really fairly, like um, that. Wide, yeah. I, I also wide. like. People I know, want, yeah. I know that there is going to be a lot of shenanigans that happen in this area. And blue, you've already alluded to it with being in a PvP guild and, and it being a really high oh, end it's spot. It's gonna be a clown fiesta, dude. But I'm so <laughs> glad that they didn't just completely leave out open world entirely. It is, it is from a PvP perspective. It is very nice to see that they did not just forsake us entirely. They were like, hey. We know that we've done a bunch of like environment or like PVE expansions. We've done a lot of PVE updates. We've done the Marnie's run. We've done all this stuff. And now we're introducing essentially what I understood was a jail system where you can be a red player and be in Ulakita and it not be a big deal. Yeah. And like it also introduces this idea that like, hey, we haven't forgotten about our late game, but it's just a nod to the late game players. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's some content for you. I know we've been working on seasonal and the land of the morning, all this early mid game content. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that like this in conjunction, the reason why I'm okay with this kind of a release is fine with me. As long as again, it's not delaying like crazy content, uh, in Mm -hmm. the future. But like the reason I like this is because it's coming in conjunction. Hopefully they drop it on the same day that we get the, um, the guild war changes, uh, Mm -hmm. and the karma system changes, because Mm -hmm. I think that honestly, that makes a much bigger deal. And I think that giving, uh, like really end game players, a red space to kind of just go nuts with. I think that's a great idea. And just moving it away from the desert. I heard the desert isn't going to be a, a red karma. They're just going to remove Moikwin, basically. Were they? Yeah, oh, I heard that. Heard the, I heard they're just, that. Yeah, I heard that the red, like the desert hmm. is no longer going to be a, like a bandit zone. It's going to be just this new, uh, Medaya area. And I like, I like it. I, I like, I think it's probably because the desert is considered like a lower level spot now when it was before it was the high end spot many years mm. ago. And now it's the low end spot and we you need to transition like the banded zone to like to be the really high end zone. Because to be honest, that's how you make uh, PVE like really high risk, high reward. Mm. Right? Is to just introduce PVP. It's like, oh, this is scary. Every time you see a white dot, you're like, hi. Like one of the <laughs> crabs from Finding Nemo. Hi. every single time uh somebody walks near your spot so like i think that that's really cool and i think that they uh as long as they release it at the right time uh i think it's it's really solid really solid um how do you guys feel about the the, these grind spot zones have you get did you guys see the walkthrough that like anders did or have you guys like seen any of the walkthroughs of the of the expansion already yeah Yeah, what'd you think Jay? yeah jay what'd you think uh Okay, I, I, as I mentioned last week, I'm not really the biggest fan of like sandy, deserty type zones. Anakin. So I'm, I I don't care too much about the aesthetics, but um, I do like that there is more end game grind spots because I am an end game 
grind player and so it's catering to me <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know i i definitely i think most people were like really blindsided that you know i, I think we were eventually going to see part two of Medea being the next mm-hmm. expansion i, I th- but i think it was definitely unexpected as the next one uh maybe i think people were expecting north of valencia which was the land of demons right um and it really led up to um, the end of Mountains of Eternal Winter. I don't know if you were paying attention at the end, but they gave you a, a unique quest item called the Pure Gold Valencian Key of Apocalypse, mm. which is one of two keys needed to unlock the gates to the Land of the Demons. So um, because there's just one in Mountains of Eternal Winter, I have a very strong suspicion that we might get the second key somewhere in Olakita, and then maybe we'll finally be able to see what land of demons is all about all right so here's here's my theory and this would be mm-hmm. a fantastically hype if it is true yeah. in my opinion the next major expansion similar to morning light where it's a brand new humongous zone will be land of demons later in the year mm-hmm. we will get a small expansion that kind of rides this wave out similar to Ulokita or stars in where it's a smaller expansion to kind of just coast this out through the rest of the year however in the valencia 2 part Valencia Part Two, because mm-hmm. Valencia Two questline doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. Um, God bless the United States of America. True, absolutely <laughs> okay. true. Good yeah. change, good change, uh-huh. Prolibus. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think that we'll get the second key, and it would be phenomenal if if you had both keys. That is how you unlock the fourth dungeon, and we get the fourth dungeon release simultaneously with. Ooh. I actually. Uh, Visibly, I visibly saw Jay's raccoon ears perk up when you yeah. said the word dungeon. <laughs> that that combination of like uh, giving us a big expansion instead of the boss blitz, we get the fourth dungeon, but you have to have actually done Mountain of Eternal Winter and Valencia 2 to give some hype into it, like push everything kind of into this this um f- funnel all the players towards this fourth expansion of the dungeon would be really good. I feel like that is a no-brainer fucking content drop at the same time it's just like boom here you go um and then i think i really think the formula that they have this year is the best formula possible for bdo big expansion followed by small expansion and just do that on repeat and make quality of life changes throughout the year little big drops here and there for life skills like we got the trading update we're getting the bartering update we're getting the the c content update we're getting like all these little things just stack up and it makes it a very nice full year of content, uh, which mm-hmm. really helps with player engagement too. Cause like Olakita's already dropping in, in Korea. These players are already invested into the content. Um, so I, it's good. It's good. I, I really like this. I think, um, I think you're right, but I don't think it's the idea is big expansion, little expansion. I think it's like, Okay, yeah, big expansion, but the the most important thing about that big expansion is it's really big strides in PvE and questing. Mm. Really big strides Mm. in PvE and questing are driving the main content of the game. And then you have smaller expansions, which give the PvP player base some food. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we're getting getting close to October as well, which is the big PvP update that happens every year. Oh, dude, so, we have to we have to get through September. When was War first. Roses? Um, I'm one day War of Roses. So we should be getting an update to War of Roses, I believe, in the next 15 days. They said the next 
update dev update <laughs> would come really in august yes now okay, that doesn't update, mean it's yeah. going to be playable or anything like that it just means we're going to get an update on it that's okay, what they said yeah. during the festa yeah, a... and they've they've been pretty good about consistently delivering on everything they talked about in the festa which is a huge plus one to fucking pearl abyss this year normally we get empty promises and you know that kind of stuff but this year they were like here's this here's this nice. here's this basically ashes of creation it's like yeah. oh here's another update yep so, alpha alpha eight alpha testing I'm, eight. I'm hoping that in the next 15 days or so we get a nice war of the roses update we get to know what's going on with that um and then maybe that's something that we look forward to hopefully dropping next year to satisfy all the pvp players because it's it's still good i still like the concept faction v faction is great in mmos I wish it was open. To be honest, I just wish there was more to it. Yeah. I just I, honestly, if they just flesh the whole faction system out, I think you drive a, a lot of players to the game. You get more yep. PvP. You get more life skills. Like depending on how you do it, the whole game strictly benefits. Right. Oh my God, this faction had um, the boss blitz. Like more boss blitzes completed this week. That like at the top of the charts or whatever. So that they get a special buff this week. Like there's so much you could do. Yeah. With stuff like mm -hmm. that, and let people contribute outside of PvP. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, okay, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to dominate the entire discussion. But like, I I do think that Ulakita actually is like the way Madaya should have been. I don't know, the design itself it looks so much cleaner. Bro, mm -hmm. Madaya mm -hmm. looks so outdated. They need to do like an update or something. There's twigs <laughs> and when did rocks. Come out? I keep stubbing my toes Madaya on everything came during out Siege in 2017. Yeah, I mean, it was the first expansion. Right, yeah. Right? It, was it was the first expansion with the I think. Like, that, that whole region just needs a big update. Oh, the first expansion. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. The, from the from the storyline to the items dropped to the, mm -hmm. to the grind, like the grind spot mobs, all of that needs just a clean wipe update um, to make it better. I mean, even the textures and stuff are just not as good. The new region just looks so much cleaner. The landscape yep. looks mm -hmm. better. It looks like it's turning into a potential desert uh versus like going more towards the mountains you can definitely see it starting like the i'm a biologist so excuse me but like i really appreciate <laughs> when i see proper um ecosystem like transitions right it does feel mm -hmm. like it kind of feels like like mesa verde national or the grand canyon sort of you know mm -hmm. it gives you that gives you grand, that kind grand of feel canyon. yeah and it yep. should feel this way it should feel like okay we're starting to get into a, a desert which you are um as you move east so like i really enjoy that uh anything else you guys want to add about that because I, I i'm going to push us through the next topic i swear um, if if we don't get to one of tilson's topics today you might <laughs> i think the the only other thing i want to touch on before we move off of olakita is the new boots are y'all excited about having two oh, in-game drops in the same year bro in game drops of course because we got dawn's gloves this year number up and <laughs> if we get ulakita if na western gets ulakita we'll have also the boots at the same time uh at towards shoes i think is what they're called yeah yeah, um, towards shoes. Mm -hmm. yeah so we're gonna get two in-game drops in the same year is that you think good or bad oh um, it's definitely pushing the power creep um mm -hmm. faster than ever before mm -hmm. that's for sure when, when did um so Magic of Eternal Winter came out 2021, right? Mm -hmm. And then Land of Morning Light came out 2023. So that was a two-year yes. difference mm -hmm. between um, the helmet and the gloves. And now it's a few months difference. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a full um, two years. It was, like, it was like 13 it was, or 14 months. It was close. We got Odalia in it was, between yeah, too. So like it was a while. It was April 2021, right? April 2021 was um, Mountains of Eternal Winter. Okay. Yeah. And Land of Morning Light was, wasn't that... March or April? Never of mind. 2023? Never mind. They're idiots. It's two years. Um, no. Yeah, okay. That's fair. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I don't know. The boots are the boots are interesting. I don't like. What I don't like is I'm gonna have to use an awakening witch, walk into a red zone, and pretend that people aren't gonna just farm my ass. <laughs> um, and I mean, I also, yes. it's it does introduce the boots in a way that only the top one percent can really reach them, which is kind of my concern. So, like, mm. unless they introduce the flame to the marketplace in some way that uh, other players can actually obtain them, it's gonna be kind of hard. Like, this is the first time we've seen a flame that's like, eh, eh, that's gonna be kind of hard to get. Right, mm -hmm. like you're talking about mm -hmm. 320 AP, 410 DP. Like that's mm -hmm. if you if you drop that like the standard Ember system, like we saw in two of the other three flames, that might be a little rough. But maybe that's kind of intentional. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I think that 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 makes the separation between end game players even bigger. Then, yeah, I don't right? think it's so much focused around like the end game players um, or even PvP. I think it is intentionally done to give a somewhat of a stepping stone for new players to actually proceed to get into the end game zone. Because I think the idea is that you work on the boss blitz at the same time that you're doing one of your other two embers. You work on those other two embers, you kind of get both of them somewhat at the same time, and then you work on the third one. And then hopefully by the time you're done with the third one, you are at a reachable distance to get into Ulakita. What the um, fuck? No way. No shot, bro. Like, wait, hold on. So you're talking about a player that's a Turos that's like, what, 620, 630 gear score? All Probably, right. yeah. Then they, go, then they go to Mountain to Eternal Winter at 640, 650 gear score, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Then, and like, the the, honestly... they're doing that, they're also doing the, all their boss blitzes the for their flames. Right, right. the gloves. So mm -hmm. maybe they're 660, 670, and you gotta be 720 to get the boots. Um, Like, like uh, there's a huge gap there. Like, there that is, is a discrepancy. Is, yeah, that's, that is a jump. How long? Okay, so if y'all had to give it, I bought both my flames because I'm a lazy sack of shit. How long does it take to grind out a flame? <laughs> First of all, can I just say I'm so, so surprised that you, as someone that has no infinite potions and has been playing the game for six years, no shot. You actually just bought your flames with that money that you got from Siege. There's no way. Not Tiltus. No, you tell, yeah. you tell me that's Tiltus. I say absolutely not. Not my boy Tiltus. He would never. <laughs> no, I've never grinded. I've never grinded Taros, and I've never grinded the Mountain of Eternal Winter I'm, spot. And I believe you. There's not life. even knowledge. Not even knowledge. <laughs> um, so I okay. think um, the Flame of Despair is going to be significantly easier to get off the market now because Dekia Tauros, I don't know if you've been running yeah. that, but I was getting an no. average of like 20 embers <laughs> an hour. It was insane. And so the flame is just going to be a car. I, I even got a full flame drop on my first hour too. Okay. Uh, in addition right. to my 20 embers. And so I feel like it's just going to be very plentiful in the market. However, the frosted flame or the flame of frost, that one is still, you know, Jade Starlight Forest is still Monka for Embers. I, um, there was so a point would... when those were sitting on the market and I bought really? one. Yeah, it was nice. They were like 700 oh. mil. It was fantastic. I mean, if there are a lot of endgame players grinding uh, Ulukita for, let's say, the telescope, and they just happen mm. to get a bunch of flames, you know, we could potentially just buy it off the market as well with the node war money. So, um, True. Uh, okay, so we will move on. This this topic should be pretty quick, and then we'll, we'll jump into Tilt. This is um because i heard there's some rumors floating around today that i kind of want to clean up a little bit there's other region patch changes so somebody in my chat just said kr just got the infinite pots on the central marketplace and they max out at 20 bill which is about what we predicted bill. yeah um but like let's be honest they're just gonna dump so like i i'd say they're selling for 
two thirds to half of that for for a good amount of time for a little while. So like yeah, everyone's billion. gonna dump. Yeah, Tiltus is like, yep, I'm on it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Gaifen's <laughs> in my future right now. I'm gonna so, go do some uppies. I, I had one more question. Don't you dare um, say so... uppies to me. <laughs> go ahead. Jay. Someone in my chat told me the potions were like the weaker version on the market. It's it's the full version, right? It's the Just full version. Check. Yeah, it's, it's the, the full version. version. Okay, okay, I'm sure Just that you can like probably clarify. also sell the weaker version. Um, like I, it's it's not outside the realm of possibility you could sell both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to be clear, Taiwan, uh, Taiwan's patch update did get the three million cron change, uh, with no warning. Um, mm. but to oh. be, but. I know before you before there's absolute panic in the streets because I saw a lot of streamers just losing their minds. They did immediately put out um a notice that said this is a bug. We have made a mistake. This is not supposed to it's be here. Right? So it no, is a bug. Lost Ark. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're batting for the other team, boys. Oh god, no, no, don't send me to the bad place. No. Oh god. The three bozos. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, do you guys have anything? Yeah, have you guys heard any rumblings about what uh, KR or the other regions are getting um, that we have not gotten yet? I know. Honestly, does it frustrate you um, that KR has got new Lakita? Like, bro, like they promised us that they would do more like world releases. Why don't we have a Lakita yet? Can you uh, give me one good reason why we don't have it yet, other than? It's not um, translated, which is some BS. That, that's what I was going to say. The don't local, you dare. The localization. <laughs> don't you so, dare. Then don't uh, release it. Then it's not ready. Here's here's my thought process on it. They're going to do... This is what... this. I'm okay with this if this is the route that they choose to go. They do the expansion drop for the first two zones of Olakita, right? For KR. They get everything ready simultaneously for all four zones to drop in NA at the same time. And then at the same time that they drop NA four zones, they drop the two remaining zones to KR at the same time. That way we have a global release on the two other zones. I would be okay with that because it allows them to do a little bit of bug testing on Olakita at the beginning since they're uh, assumably trying to attempt to move towards more global release. So if they want to do that route to kind of get their feet wet, I'm okay with that kind of idea. Um, because honestly, um, Amugi can suck my dick. Uh, that that global release made me very angry because he hits through super armors and forward guards because he's a <laughs> stupid snake. Um, you can't have it both ways, Tiltus. You can't literally be like, <laughs> I want global release everything. This is bullshit. And then immediately be like, no. this global release is bullshit. They should give it to the KR when it's garbage. No, and then give it to us I meant when it's good. Like, I meant like they don't play test their game. We've talked about this multiple times, right? So if play they're test. trying to move towards a global release, if this is a stepping stone towards like, hey, we're going to give you these two, these two drops first and then do the remaining two drops at the same time as global. Um, I'm okay with that for this iteration of a drop. Moving forward past this, I would like to see them push for full global releases. Um, but if this is like the testing the waters, hey, we're trying to get our feet wet a little bit, like make sure that this is something that we can do. Like we're going to bug test a little bit with KR first. On this expansion, I'm okay with that. I think that after this, they need to go to a full global release. It's just, hey, we're doing it. You know, we're get everybody's, you're going to have to deal with the bugs. 
put it on global labs for a fucking month if that's what it if that's what it means i don't nobody cares if it's in korean if the if if we can actually play test it and you're going to take our feedback on it so um it's it's just um i think it's just so hard to play test in global labs because you don't necessarily have like all the same gear and all that mm. same all that stuff it's just hard to like fully test it with because when you when you are realistically grinding um in on the live servers right you have all of your consumables all of your like mm. alchemy stones and all that stuff you can't just if there was a way to sort of replicate all of your account onto global labs i think that would make the play testing significantly easier mm. for the players but because they have to do so much setup and they can't even get the exact same gear as well um some of the items are just unavailable um to get uh, even so on global labs and so i think that's why they <laughs> forgot about that yeah. put it on korea they, they just put it on a korea first because it's just so much easier that they have a live server to test it on mm. quote, quote unquote test um and then when we get it we get we sort of get the more polished version of it mm. right so in in that case like i don't i don't personally mind waiting as long as it's not like a yeah a year apart yeah. you know <laughs> yeah don't do odalita to us again uh, <laughs> don't um, do it again <laughs> brutal um, yeah, I mean, Global Labs is just a load of crap. The reason that we none of us like to use it is because they're like, oh, don't worry, we put the damage numbers on the Global Labs so you can test damage. The damage is bullshit on the Global Labs. None of the damage carries over. You're like one-shotting people with Voltaic on the Global Labs, then it gets to live, and you just... It's disappointment. Disappointment. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I... Like Global Labs just isn't a super great test server, and they're kind of using Care as a test server. I would still just rather see a global release all around and then just adjust. Um, yeah. With hot the fixes thing and is stuff. with with doing that route, they have to be quick on those adjustments. Like I would go so far as to say, like we're gonna have to see like significant hot fixes because you know that shit's gonna drop buggy as hell. I mean, oh. with the, our our engine is ten years old. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that they. They're really good at responding. Every single patch that we get, people take this for granted. It's like a legitimate patch. Like we're getting like yeah. stuff. Like whether there be like, like they're, they're genuinely looking at every aspect of the game from translations to bug fixes to quest changes, balance updates, new mm. content, updates on rewards, all this stuff, right? Like it, look, it's, it looks like that they're just full time looking at the game. So I think that they could manage it. I think it's super doable. Um, okay, all right, let's transition because Tiltus are going to kill me if we don't actually make it to residences <laughs> and housing. Okay. I had some stuff to talk about on that one. I had some stuff to talk about on that one. So, player housing in MMOs generally incentivizes uh, utilizing, like, facilities and, like, furniture you've created for yourself and then sometimes others. Um, uh, but it seems that the BDO player base kind of sits in two categories. Either you're making furniture to RP and decorate. Um, it's like... Now, can we fit it in here and how? And by decorate again, I mean, of course, you're just slamming as many things together as you can to get as many <laughs> points as possible. Um, and the people that just want to pop house buffs where you walk in and their their residence literally like just looks like, yeah, it just looks like a scene out of Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. And then Gaston's hunting um, all at the same time. So you have all these heads mounted on the wall and then all these alchemy senzels, uh lined up. So like, uh, Tiltus, what do you want to talk about for this? Yeah. Well, okay. I guess that's a great, that's a great place to start is like, what, what is your house? Do you have a manor or do you just go to pop buffs? So blue, we'll start with you. Cause Jake kind of already answered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do have a manor. Um, and I was actually super excited when the manor came out. I was like, oh man, cause I used to have a residence, um, 
like where I would just act, yeah, like all my shit would go. And then I have like mm. a cooking residence, but then I had like my residence. You know what I mean? Like mm. this was my, I had mm. like, I bought a bunch of furniture and stuff. I spent money irresponsibly. It was great. It looked amazing. <laughs> I had it in Dregan. That was like the cool place to be at the time. Uh, and then one day I walked in and I found people RPing in my house um, and asked me to come join them over, over in the bed. And uh, I immediately moved out and then we never did that again. Everything's just sitting in Ilya now. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was that, that, that was never allowed again. <laughs> so That's like, hysterical. no, I don't, I don't have, um, a house anymore for that reason. But like when the manor came out, I was, I was like super excited to do the manor. And then they gated all of the manor furniture behind ridiculous quests. And I was like, no, I just can't be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jay, you have a unique perspective because you did a manor building stream. Oh, um, I did. Yes. So, what what is your what is your take on the manners in particular? Like, do you I like? I think it's like um a cute little side content for those who want to engage in that type type of content. You know, just like a, a like a charming little thing on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. I don't think it really has uh, too much utility use outside of popping furniture buffs and the furniture buffs are amazing um and that's why you should have a residence because you can't pop it anywhere else you can't just consume it in your inventory and so you have to place it on a wall and then click on the head right but one game in particular that i did a little bit of research on i've never played this game before but you have it's called runescape mm-hmm. um and i why, thought the Jay? features that they why? had their in their player their player housing system is it's crazy mm-hmm. i was like watch i was even as a non-runescape player i was like impressed like you can make yep. a portal room to teleport to different places I think that would be super cool. So let's say if you saved the coordinates to Histria or Sakraya, you and your friends could use the portal to travel there, maybe at a cost or something, at a, at a resource or something. Mm. You know, another cool thing I saw was a wardrobe where you could essentially store all of your collectibles. Yep. There's a term in, in gaming called a holy grail run for certain games, such as Path of Exile. And for those listeners who don't know, it's essentially collecting every unique item in the game for that run. So I think for completionists, it'll be really cool if you you could collect every unique costume or rare item and show them off in your residence in that room and then one last thing i would suggest is maybe having certain furniture you can uh, interact with in a useful way so let's say you could craft a training dummy in your residence and so you could use that training dummy to auto train overnight or something like that or you could have a workshop room where you could repair restore and extract cronstones or all that jazz like a blacksmith mm-hmm. you know just to have those hub, utility almost. stuff like that yeah hub, yep. yeah and other people could use it too other people could could go in there and and use it as well and one more thing what about farms maybe you could yep. place um like a uh, what was it called? A greenhouse or something in your residence, and you could uh, integrate that into the farming system or something like that to just make farming a little bit more interesting. You know, I thought that would be um, something cool to have. You know, I'll I'll probably still not try RuneScape because you know I'm not too big fan of the graphics, Don't. and there's a reason it's why a I play BDO. It's it's worse <laughs> of a grind than BDO. But yeah, I, I definitely can't deny that it has these amazing systems that I would love mm-hmm. to see come to BDO. So. So yeah, RuneScape kind of uh, RuneScape and Final Fantasy kind of piqued this this topic for me because there's there's two different systems that, that are in place for both of these games, and BDO does not do either of those systems. They do their own system, which is just the the house is essentially personal to you. 
Um, there used to be a long time ago, there was a way that you could make gold off, off having a very high point house. That system is entirely outdated and does not exist anymore. If you want to look up the investment banks that exist in BDO, I was about to say, bro, investment you can go oh, do yeah, that on your, banks. The you most do that on your own time. Good idea. Horrible imp uh, implementation. But um, so BDO has this system where the player housing, you can choose any house that you want anywhere in the world and oh well not any house wait does every house have a residence or is it just like i believe every house, house has a residence okay. every single one yeah so there is you can pick any house that you want which is kind of similar to like apartments like uh final fantasy because they have a housing issue uh has apartments anybody can buy a room in the apartment and you can decorate it however you want that's essentially kind of what bdo does um but i feel like residences are completely underutilized in bdo as a way to either have people come together and hang out or use buffs or um even make it a somewhere that you need to go once a day to do something i mean like unless you are cooking or alchemy or grabbing buffs for war or grinding you do not enter your house there are days legitimately when i don't enter my residence at all which days? seems kind of it seems kind of silly to me Meat. to have months <laughs> no i mean yeah. i go in there for a node war so not not months but, okay, but I go if in there you a didn't node war but if you didn't node war you would no, never I, go I'm in a, there i'm a life skiller so i still go in okay. to my house regularly to cook or do alchemy um do you only have one residence i have one major residence i have nine three in heidel which is a three floor residence so the first floor is node war buff second floor is alchemy tools third floor is cooking tools and that's it um okay. You should see my Calqueen collection that I have in my first floor. It is ridiculous. They just they just line the walls, and when they run out of use, I never take them out. So it's just they're just everywhere. <laughs> um, but I really like. There's two things that I really like. Number one, uh, from Final Fantasy, I like the idea of a limited housing area. And in Final Fantasy, they have actual neighborhoods where you go into the neighborhood on your server and each plot of land is owned by an individual player. And that is the only player that oh. lives in that house. It's very unique because you can go to your friend's house and they live in a legitimate neighborhood. You will see other players walking around doing stuff. Um, so it gives it this really unique kind of feel to it when you walk in. This is a this is where players live, you know, kind of thing. There's normally stuff going on there, but that's because Final Fantasy is an RP heavy game. So there's always, you know, cat girls walking around. The hey, flip side of that's an objective win. <laughs> Don't you dare. The flip side of that is that RuneScape offers something entirely different. Every player can own a house in RuneScape, but there's two things that RuneScape does that I would love, absolutely love to see added to BDO. Number one, you own a personal house. It is instance, and you can customize that house however you want. You build rooms with money. You can choose what that room is going to be, whether it's a foyer, a kitchen, a living room, a bedroom, uh, any of the rooms Jay mentioned earlier. You build it almost like a Lego house or like a puzzle where you stack different rooms around the area, and that's how you make it. You can do courtyards. You can do all that kind of stuff. But a lot of these rooms have actual functional uses that is not just for you. It's also for other players. So you can do portal rooms which you can teleport to various places on the map. You can do combat rooms, which is similar to what Jay talked about, where you can do um, like training dummies. They have a fight pit, so you can get in there and 1v1 with somebody else. 
Um, they have um, an altar room, which this is unique to RuneScape because it has uh, faith and prayer stuff in it. But you can go in there and you get a buff to prayer. You can level your your prayer and that kind of stuff in it. Get your own church buffs. Yeah, you could get your own church buffs. That's a great idea. Think yeah, exactly. bigger, Jay. But um, like workshops, <laughs> kitchens, like all this kind of stuff to where like player home, like having home teleport unlocked in RuneScape is very important because when you're doing boss runs or when you're doing PVE content or when you're doing PVP content, you will regularly teleport to your home, refresh your buffs, use all of your consumables that are inside the house, and then you will teleport back to wherever it was that you were doing via your teleport room. Um, so I feel like BDO completely underutilized the housing because it is, like we talked about, it is decorating or it's node war or it's alchemy or cooking. And it would be really neat if they would add something to the game that would cause you to need to go to your player house. Not all the time, but at least semi-regularly and make it an actual home of something that you could do. Um, I... I don't know. I like the idea. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I like non-instance player housing. Um, I'm a big fan of just like being able to see and interact with everybody else's houses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the mm-hmm. more, more, one of the more recent ashes of creation, um, updates. And one of the more exciting things about the game is that like, you can have non-instance player housing. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is this guy's house you can walk up on it you can repair your own gear in there uh and maybe he gets a cut of that tax this is something that you could do uh in bdo or if you allowed people to just make residences even at nodes and stuff like you could allow other players to walk up to that residence and potentially repair their gear there or like mm-hmm. you know get their church buffs or carolyn buff or like mm-hmm. um anything else so i said jay think bigger we got to think bigger mm-hmm. than just church buffs. There's all kinds of different buffs in the game mm-hmm. uh, that you could allow people to get. For people. Yeah, or you could, uh, hear me out. You So you could put your residence right in the middle of everything, right? And then mm-hmm. you could buy a bunch of furniture off the market and put it all up in your home. And people could come in and p- pick the buff that they wanted to pop um, and pop it and then go back to their grind spot. Uh, but you got a, you got like a cut of that mm-hmm. money or something. I don't know, something okay. like that. So RuneScape actually has a uh, a tip jar that you can place next to whatever service that you're providing. And a lot of times players will actually donate some amount of money or items or something to you when they are using your services because it's just a community that's there. But like these things exist and I think it would be a fantastic opportunity for BDO to expand their player housing. I think there's two things that they could do that would be awesome is I like non-instance player housing like final fantasy where you run around you see other people but i also think that having instant housing kind of like what we have now where you can go into your house and you have it and you don't have to fight other players for it i think it'd be really cool to see a combination of all of these things come together in bdo because we have the world space to use it there's a lot of underutilized space in the world where i could throw up a house and be very happy or something. We don't talk. We don't talk about the get house. We don't, like, we don't, like, we don't talk about those. Jay, Jay, does, Jay, any, you, does anything happen you, with that? You just. Oh gosh, Jay, you're such a kidder. <laughs> so in order to obtain a guild house uh, in Black Desert, uh, first of all, you have to bid on it, and you can only do that once every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And if you lose the bid, then you have to wait another two weeks. Okay. So, but if you do get uh-huh. the bid, you have to spend billions of guild funds to get uh, your guild house. Typically speaking, unless you're like a super gamer and know where to go. Um, but like, so you spend billions of guild server to get this guild house and then you have to spend your entire time 
for the next like two weeks that you have the guild house basically desperately trying to waste all of your in-game time manufacturing guild items and that is what it is used for it, you don't get to oh, decorate so it's it not like a guild hub oh no, very funny like no that would have to be permanent then it's, no, it's normally <laughs> about five players get out of here with that idea and they're all oh. afk manufacturing while playing a different game that's it. I yeah, see. that's all you can um, do. You have to manufacture all of this stuff. It's, I think that'd be it's cool if there was something a that permanent guild you know, could do that yeah. you could contribute yeah, could, like, and hang like, out. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you just you walk in and who put the fucking hentai girl on the wall? What is this? Yep. You know what <laughs> I mean? Oh, man, like that would be, would be that would be so funny. That would be mm -hmm. so funny. Um, if you could like put up different posters and like I don't know, decorate the guild house different ways and like hang out mm -hmm. in there and actually get you know different guild buffs or something. Like special yeah. guild buffs or something. And you, you get incentivized to to work together to yep. make the guild house better. And here's the yeah. crazy thing. Here's the really crazy thing is that Final Fantasy has guild houses and they're largely used by the RP community. But there are like house parties that happen where there's like hundreds of players all logged into a guild house at the same time running around. I mean, it's like a legitimate house party. Like it is insane. And there's a lot of systems in BDO that, like, you could just plug that stuff in and get the community to come hang out. And, like, it, it makes the world feel more um, connected than it feels now. And I think this is a great place to look at to just be like, hey, let's make the players come together and it. just, if nothing else, hang out. Well, I knew it. The second that you suggested that we could all go hang out in our houses, I was like, somebody's going to make some <laughs> ERP joke. Oh, um, yeah, no, they exist. They're I, all over Final Fantasy. I mean, the funny thing is that, like, um, in BDO, in, like, every other game that, I, that I've played, RPing is considered, like, cool and fun. Um, like, in World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy or, um, I guess Baldur's Gate probably has some pretty good RP in it, but um, what's the other <laughs> game? What's With the, the bear. <laughs> Yeah, what's the other, what's the other, um, like, it doesn't have to be sex, Jay. Um, uh -huh. You don't have to be <laughs> hitting on a bear. bear. Uh-huh. Um, this guy. But like, you know, like I think it would be kind of cool uh to have different avenues to interact with players like that. Yeah, no, yeah. I absolutely agree. Um I mean, with this going towards a more PvE focused game, I think it allows opportunity for a lot of these RP guilds to to start existing in the world, but they gotta play towards that system. Um, which doesn't really exist right now. And I think player housing would be a great place to start. It oh, gives it's so outdated. It is. It's, it's really outdated. So outdated. They gave us the it manners, but that's it. Which is great. I love the manners. They're yeah. they're cool. But I, I'm in my manner by myself. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like the manner mainly because they gated everything in the manner, and then it's like cool. It's all gated behind questing. Like mm. every single piece of furniture requires a different quest, and you need like a hundred things to make your manner look good. Like mm -hmm. I no. And at a certain point, I just have to draw the line and say, no, I hate that they gate uh, main, like essential game items behind meaningless quests like Agris. Hmm. It's just gated behind a book. You don't even get to have Agris until you go do your adventure log. Right. Uh, Magnus, like the, being able to use global storage like everyone else. And all this stuff is all, and, and like teleport and stuff, is all gated behind quest lines and stuff. That makes a little bit more sense, though, because a new player shouldn't necessarily need to use those features until they've discovered more of the world. So that yeah. makes a little bit more sense. But like, yeah, I don't like the fact that they constantly gate all, every single little thing. It's like, oh, got to do five more quests. Oh, 10 more quests. Oh, 15 more quests. 
Yeah, it wouldn't be bad if it was a one quest and run. Like, if it was like, oh, you want to unlock the manor shop? Okay, go do this one quest. All right, your quest is done. I think BDO overutilizes quests a lot, whereas literally everything. I mean, we talked about certificate, life skill certificates last week. Like, for real. Uh, yeah. Like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, anything else you want to touch on uh, with manners? Uh, no, just up, update player housing. I think that's one system yeah, that can really use a super good overhaul. And, and not like trading. Like yeah. actually update it. You know what <laughs> look I mean? At, look at, I think BDO is getting to the point where they're looking at other games for what works in them and kind of pulling them in. Boss Blitz, working. I think, is a great yeah. example. I think player housing could be that next thing that would make a lot of players actually happy. And I'm not talking about the PvP community because we're all a bunch of shitheads. Yep. But yep. the game as a whole, I think, would benefit a lot from having good player housing. Oh, I completely agree. Um, all right, I want to touch on uh, one of our forum posts, which we... Oh my goodness, that vape. Holy moly. Um, I want... Oh, sorry. Was that one? I just, I just pooped my pants a little bit. Okay. Um, I wanted to touch on... Um, uh, one of our forum posts that we had here, uh, somebody named Fairy suggested that life skills should be family wide. And there are like, there are some definitely some polarizing opinions in the community about this. I'm curious how you guys feel. Um, we just heard a lot from Tilted. So, Jay, how do you feel about life skills being family wide? Um, I'm kind of like that one person that really prefers all of their life skills on one character. So like all I have all of my 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 you know my farming, my gathering, all that stuff on my witch. And so she's now my life skiller after I rolled over to Wusa. And so if I could just have that on all of my characters, I don't have to worry about whether I want to gather on my witch or whether I want to gather on my Wusa, that would be a nice quality of life change. It would just um uh just consolidate everything and it doesn't have to be so um separate uh, i think there was also that one mechanic in pvp that you need to have a certain gathering level or something like that or a certain amount of life skill levels to reduce your um repair time right and so that yeah. also, oh my gosh, i was wondering if you were gonna remember time. or not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know i pay attention to pvp sometimes so yeah, yeah I, I think um also another something that also would be really nice to be family-wide is the fitness system like the the breath Dude. level and the health level oh and the strength level that would be nice I, um, that's I, also another idea i will say that this kind of plays back to our conversation like uh like three or four episodes ago we were talking about side progression and how much tiltus really wanted side progression um mm. so yeah as much as i kind of want to agree with jay here i'm actually curious what tiltus's take on it because you basically eliminate side progression from the game if you family-wide your life skills and the the breath and health and strength exp there is no more side progression yeah um nah i'm not for this one uh, i'm gonna keep it a bean i don't i don't i think that life skills should be I beat him in, boys. okay there's two there's two ways that i see they could do this number one they make it family-wide and it's dog water and nobody cares anymore and you don't have dedicated life skillers number two they make there be meaningful drops in the world that can only be accessible through life skilling of some form or fashion and then it matters if you're in the right place at the right time to gather it on whatever character you're on so if you're grinding and something pops up you have your master guru whatever life skill that you need to do it um it would need to be i think a two-part update if they were going to make life skills family-wide my gut says no if they added something else in that made sense why you would need family-wide i'd be for it um 
Yeah, honestly, overall, if it was possible, I would be for it. I don't think that you need to have that kind of side progression. I think it would encourage actually more playing on different characters. I think that you would see more of that. You would see more diversification. You'd see more people playing the game more frequently because all of their life skills are now shared. You don't have to worry about your energy levels and stuff on one particular character. Um, however, it's never going to be added uh, for the very simple reason uh, that they have Skelly XP change. I mean, like, like the... Mm. like That's true. You just basically dumpster all of the people that have invested hundreds of dollars into rolling their life skills around, right? Like, uh, how do you yeah. get around that? You dumpster them. Allow them to put it on the market for twenty bill. For know? what purpose? <laughs> for like, like, do you mean the EXP change coupon that they've already used? But like, even if they had the EXP, it would be family wide. Jay, mm. what do you want them to put yeah, it up yeah. in their residence? Like a little, like a little thing that they put up, like, like a little skill EXP change coupon. It's an it's artifact, framed. a relic, it's if you will, a relic of the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't. I just don't see them ever doing that because I think it it hurts side progression a little too much, but mainly because Pearl Shop wise, I don't know how they get I mean, there would be outrage. I mean, we would accept it. <laughs> we would get over it pretty quick. Yeah. I think the player base <laughs> as a as a whole would love that change. And in fairness, we thought that we would never get global storage. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we thought mm -hmm. that we would never be able to move things from like if I flip out my maid in comma, that I would never be able to just move something to Valencia. Mm -hmm. um so i mean stranger things have happened i will say that mm -hmm. again i would be in full support of that it would make i think that again i think it would increase playing overall you could finally just have an alt that's just standing on the gathering rotation that you want and just gather on it now at the same time they would please give us a way to transfer our life skills around or like our life skilling gear around that's actually efficient and doesn't cuck me like mm. every single time I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go cook. And I wait for the load screen and I get to my dark night and I go, oh, I forgot my gear. And then I'll check the previous character and I forgot to unequip it. Oh, yep. Now I got to go back again. Two more load screens. Uh, like they really could just allow us. I, I won't even take the new life skilling system. You, you, you don't even have to allow me to equip my gear on any character. Just allow me to pull off equipped gear off of other characters. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. Like, it, you need to be able to pull equipped gear off of other characters. Like, it's probably some weird code thing that they feel like that they can't do it. Right? Like, I I, I don't know. Um. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on the, the family-wide wife skills because, uh, or family-wide life skills uh, and EXPs per level stuff. I don't know. Would you just level all your stuff on your shy and then switch over to another character and do it. I don't know. I, I feel like that's fine, right? Yeah. Yeah, you would just... Would, uh, yeah. That would be what happened. If you yeah. were to go through with that change, everybody would level a shy mm -hmm. to good life skill everything and then just share it. Yeah, and honestly, and, then everyone in my guild would be 20-second tap time. It's an objective thing win. How about... <laughs> If you tag a character, you transfer the life skill levels and breath XP and strength over. Uh I'm not too sure how they they would do again, that because what if that other character has full support life skill levels too? Um but like <laughs> never gonna happen. Well the thing is the thing that's weird with that is that your characters are always on the same spot. So like you can't place one character in one spot and then swap to it whenever. Yeah. But it, it does give you a lot of 
benefits i would say because i would i would personally really like that change um so i don't know it's just something i was thinking about it also makes it to where your tag character has 20 second tap time so it's good for pvp too yep that's true uh okay we are all yeah okay go ahead jay i was gonna say should you just should they just make it baseline that like the maximum like as if you had those life skills just make it they just lower it to that amount so no you don't have to worry about that anymore you know what i mean i think the the best idea we've had for that was uh the life skill family fame and that your mm-hmm. tap time is based on your life skill family fame that way if you hit the requirements on one character now you've got 20 second tap time on please god all your characters yeah, please <laughs> yeah. please god in heaven like no one wants to have to every time they they do a new node world have to level up all these life skills and yep. no one does except for me apparently every yeah, time i tag and, a new character the, I, the yeah. leadership does it and nobody else does it right it's obnoxious every single time i tag a new character whether i'm planning on bringing it to war or not okay we're afking on this person you know like we're, we're going through it <laughs> yep. right um okay um all right I, I believe we are out of time here we are just past yes. the hour marker uh we did the outro star the intro starting with jay so we'll start with jay again for the outro uh, yeah, it's like I curve ball. ball <laughs> I thought I was going I, one I, I way, and then I do. We do that every week. It's not a curveball anymore. Game PVE content such as Olin's in the dungeons, and now boss splits, and now Ulukita. Maybe next week. Maybe we might get it next week. I don't know. But you can find me over at twitch.tv VT V before the T, and maybe we'll get um the telescope in the future. What is it? Yeah, the telescope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three hours <laughs> of total grinding. Jay has the telescope. Checks out. <laughs> <laughs> um okay tiltus yeah i'm tiltus tv i am the flex lead for the alliance solace you can see me playing dark knight and having uh, above average gameplay i am not the best but maybe one day i will be the best uh we do a lot of dark souls uh and other things as well so if you want to come hang out and and talk about random bits of dark souls lore or you want to talk about life skilling and bdo cough cough um definitely come hang out on my stream and we'll uh we'll we'll definitely talk about those things all right can you answer me one thing real quick you said all of your cooking and alchemy is done in heidel tiltus Mm -hmm. how is that even possible how do you even have the storage if you're a true life skiller how do you have the storage (laughs) in heidel to do both of those two things in heidel mag Oh my god, okay. Alright. You're an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, no, I, yeah, you got a dumb answer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's but generally when I'm beaten, I just say you're an idiot and then I move on. Uh, it's generally my go to. Um and I of course am Blue Squadron. Uh we are always making content on this channel. Um, it is, we release new YouTube videos every single day, uh, and we stream four days a week. So Saturday is Siege, uh, Shot Calling Siege, which I promise you is super crazy entertaining. Sunday is Reaction Streams with Live Guides. Um, Monday is always Fun Day Monday slash PvP for Dummies, which is a tremendous amount of fun. Um, and then Tuesday is the Old Moon Podcast and the Patch Notes Rundown. And all of those, if you miss a live broadcast, are put up on YouTube, cut up, beautifully edited. Uh, and put up on YouTube so that you guys can enjoy them. So make sure you guys check all that out. Um, and the Discord before I go live. Remember, guys, this is like, I believe this is the very last day, or maybe tomorrow is the very last day to put in the creator codes um, for mm-hmm. the partner program. And since Jay is bad at promoting himself, um, 
Go ahead and use code Blue Squadron um, at checkout. I'm just kidding, Jay. What's your code? It's it's Jaycoon VT V before the T. Yeah. Okay, so Jaycoon VT if you want to support Jay, and then mine is of course Blue Squadron. Uh, make sure that if you guys are gonna buy pearls. Not that we're necessarily pushing you to, but if you're going to buy them, let's do so in the next 24 hours and let's go ahead and use that code. You know, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From all of us here at the Old Moon Podcast, we wish you the absolute best of your week.